Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by Rena Harris, aka Mama Melanin, to discuss the incredible community she's built with her page at Melanin Ravers, as well as some of the changes we're hoping to see in the EDM community to embrace inclusivity and representation of people of color. We also have to chat about Rena's incredible sense of style and her love of the genre hard style. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, everybody? How are we feeling this week? I'm so hella pumped about today's episode. Uh, You guys, we're bringing the energy, so I hope you're all ready. Happy Wednesday. Let's just jump right into things. Uh, I want to start off by saying, again, a huge thank you to everyone who has supported the merch line, which is out. Uh, Everybody's getting their stuff in and tagging me in photos, and it's amazing. It is so freaking exciting to see you guys with your mugs and your beanies and your t-shirts and your tank tops. So, Thank you guys so much for supporting the line. If anybody wants to pick anything up, there will be a link in the description to check out the merch line. Uh, And you guys can also always follow along with us on social media at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis to stay in the loop with everything we've got going on. Uh, I'm trying to do a lot with this podcast lately. I'm, you know, I'm getting new people on the podcast. We have a new YouTube channel, Rave Culture Cast Clips which shows weekly highlights and bonus clips with our guests. So you always have all that fun stuff to check out. Um, But without further ado, I want to jump right in to our first segment, Listener of the Week. So for anybody who is new here, first off, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. I always forget that we might have some new listeners here. So welcome. Uh, If any of you guys know of a friend, family member, rave fam who needs some content to listen to, some nostalgia I can't talk (laughs) definitely send them a link to this podcast today you guys know the drill screenshot this make it your Instagram stories the whole thing anyway so our listener of the week segment this is when I shout out you guys I celebrate you I want to know about people in this community some of our listeners and I just want you to like gloat about yourself right this is when we're going to shout you out so this one comes from Chelsea at Chelsea On Instagram, it says, Hey Emma, just wanted to give a quick shout out to my best friend and husband, Evan. He introduced me to trance music back in 2012 when we got together and I immediately fell in love with the genre and community. We have been to so many shows ever since and I live for the memories we create together with our friends. Our favorite artists are Armin Van Buren and Gareth Emery, both of whom inspired Evan to start producing music this year. Amazing. His artist name is Spork Z, Spork Z-E-E, that's how it's pronounced, and he just recently released his first EP, Amazing, called Above the Waves, which is available on all streaming platforms. Hell yes, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> I am so proud of him because I have never seen him so happy and passionate about something, and I can't wait to see what else he creates. We love watching your videos together, and you made us feel so confident about attending our first EDC next year. Hope to see you there. Thanks so much, Chelsea Redmond. Amazing. Well, first off, shout out to you, Evan. You are our listener of the week. Congrats on the EP. That is amazing. So again, his name is Sporksy, S-P-O-R-K-Z-Y. If you guys are into trance, check out his EP called Above the Waves. 
Uh, and if you want to shout somebody out just like this, you can always email me, put in listener of the week as your subject line in your email and email raveculturecast at gmail.com with somebody you want to shout out. So before we jump into things, you guys, I actually am going to be collecting submissions for a new episode. I love doing these. I want to do them every now and then. So it's a break from some of the interviews. But this next one, I figured we could all use right now with everything going on in the world. It's going to be a very tense few months, especially leading up to the election and everything after that. So I thought what better time to do this episode than now. So this episode is going to be everything about plur, which for some of you who aren't familiar means peace, love, unity, and respect. It's basically like a mantra or a lifestyle, like a way of thinking and a way of like living that a lot of ravers in this community live by. So I want to know what does plur mean to you? Like, how does it affect your life? What does that saying even mean to you? What examples can you explain that you've experienced plur in? Um, because I just feel like this world can feel like a dark place. And I know that music festivals and raves and the scene in general can bring out the best in people. And it's someplace that we can go to escape all of that. And you truly just meet the most genuine, kind, respectful people. And if people could carry that into their everyday lives, this world would be a much better place. So it's such a big part of rave culture. I want to do a full episode all about plur. So please email me. What does plur mean to you? And do you have any examples of how you've experienced it in your life? Again, email raveculturecast at gmail.com with your stories and messages. I cannot wait to spread all kinds of love and positivity with that episode. So I'm very excited about that. All right, without further ado, we're going to get right into today's episode. Again, I have on Rena Harris. She also goes by Mama Melanin, and her handle is at Gaia XL. It's G A E A X N E L L E, Gaia X Nell. So she's just an all around wonderful human being. Like, I follow her on social media, and her TikTok is hilarious. She just like kills the rave fashion game always posting like really creative outfits and fun things like that. And she's representing for my plus size ladies. And I could just tell she has the best energy just from her posts. Like usually I get a good feeling about people and I just had that feeling about her. And I also had been following her page at Melanin Ravers for a while as well. And I actually saw them with their flag at Electric Zoo last year. So I just wanted to know her story. I wanted to know why she founded this page because I know that it's been an incredible group especially this year with everything going on with Black Lives Matter like she created this incredible place for people to feel included and people to feel like being themselves and being represented in this scene and I know that is a huge issue and so we're going to talk about that today we're going to talk about the lack of diversity in the EDM community and how we can fix that Um, we're going to talk about brands and it's like a very honest candid conversation about how brands can do better and be better And on top of that, we're going to talk about rave fashion, all that fun stuff, creating content. And of course, we're talking about hard style. If you know me, you know, I don't listen to hard style really. And I don't talk about it that much. So I knew she was a stan. So I asked her all the questions about um, hard style and hard dance music and all those festivals and fun stuff. So if you guys are a hard style lover today, we're talking about you. (laughs) So with all that being said, please, please go show her some love at Gaia XNL and at Melanin Ravers. Tell them Rave Culture Cast sent you. Give her a follow and show her all the love in the world. And please join me in welcoming Rena to the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Hello. Hi. <laughs> First off, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here. Girl, okay, so I have to ask you because I feel like I always pronounce this incorrectly. How do you say your Instagram handle? How do you pronounce it? it? <laughs> it's Gaia. Gaia. Gaia, okay, perfect. <laughs> Definitely would have butchered that, so I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> yeah, Gaia is now. It's kind of like, it's a play on words um, with uh, my horoscope, which is Libra. My sign is Libra. Uh, nice. So, you know, you have the scales. And when I was at Escape, in 2018, I was given the brave name Gaia because I had like a motherly instinct. I love nature and all that yeah. stuff. So like Gaia is mother, uh, like mother earth basically. Right. And I was like, when I got the name, I was like, I want my, my Instagram to be catchy. Cause like I always have like different looks and um, it always never be like, like one signature type of style. I always right. switch it up to fun and something sexy and something dark and you know, like crazy. Uh, so like, well, I'm gonna go with Gaia X Nell um, because Nell is like a uh, shortened for my middle name, which is Janelle. So I was okay. just like, that's it, that's the name. Like, okay. yeah, that is right with it. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I love that you have a rave name. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, what is your name? I was like, Rena. I was like, they were like, no, what is your name? It was like, Rena. And it's like, no, what is your rave name? I, like, I don't have one. So like, I got Oh, that's one. awesome. Um, Instagram is the Raven Tigger. Like he's the one who dressed up like a tigger. Oh my God. That's so dope. See, I'm glad there was a story behind the name that makes it even better. But um, okay, (laughs) to jump into things today, obviously I want to start out with um, just getting to know you a little bit better. So I would love if you could just do an introduction to yourself, um, who you are, what you do, where you're from, and we'll start with that. All right. Well, my name is Brina. I go by Gaia in the Rave scene. Or if you're known of Melanin Ravers, I am called Mama Melanin. Um, I am located in St. Petersburg, Florida, like south of Tampa. Um, I am a barista for Starbucks. So, you know, I am also called the Barista. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I do, like, I love uh, going to festivals, obviously, and um, I got into raving thanks to my ex-boyfriend. He kind of was showing me, like, EDC, like, from his Snapchat. I'm like, whatever that is, I want to go. And, like, we ended up breaking up, and it's like, I'm still going to go. Like, I didn't even know there was other festivals until, like, I, like, after EDC in 2017. I was like, there's more, not just one. There's more. Like, OMG, I got to go. Like, whoa. I gotta go. Um, so yeah, so I ended up doing that. I ended up uh, meeting up with a couple of friends um, out there on a club crawl, which was really, really fun. And nice. the <laughs> next year we linked up together again, went to EDC 2018. And one of my good friends, Anna, she and I was in a car to go to EDC. And it was the last day. And she's like, you know, you need to start this page. And I'm like, what page? And she's like, you know, like show like black ravers. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, like you know, like, right. I didn't think nothing of it. I'm just like, what do you mean? Sure, and sure. she's like, yeah, you know, like, she was telling me how there's, like, this news article, like, a news, like, story clip or whatever about mm-hmm. how, like, a Black raver went up to news reporter, but like, hey, no, you need to show us. You need to show us. We're out here, too, you know? Yeah. I didn't think, like, I, I honestly didn't really think too much about it, and, like, I was already, mm-hmm. like, going through some self-doubt, and it's like, I, nobody really even follows me, like, and, like, and also, like, like, I didn't think nobody would follow Melinda Ravers, as is, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, you know, whatever, like, 
I'm not going to make it. And it took for me to be in the security line at EDC. It was me and another girl. She was a black raver. Her name is Destiny. And mm-hmm. which is ironic. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and like me and her, we were, like, we were all over talking. And I just I happened to look around and like within like first glance, all you see was this, as, as black ravers was just me and her. And I was like, mm-hmm. I turned to her like, you know, hi, my name is Rena. And I got a patient called Melinda the Ravers. And I didn't even have the page up and running this yet. I was just like, wow. I'm just uh, announcing it. I'm announcing it. And yeah. I honestly was sick as a dog. Like I didn't have a voice. I had a little notepad on my phone and it's like going around to other <laughs> ravers that I found. Like, hey, can you read this? Yeah. And so, like basically my little background story, you know? <laughs> wow. Oh my God. No, we have so much to unpack here because <laughs> oh, I have so I'm many ready. questions. Ready. <laughs> of course, definitely like about, yeah, like you and what you do and your content, of course. And then I definitely want to talk about Melon Ravers, but that is incredible that you, that that's how that actually happened. I love that you started promoting it before you had it. That's amazing. But you fixed, like you fulfilled a need, like clearly there was a need. And I remember, I'm pretty sure it was at Electric Zoo last year. I had known about your page and I saw, I think there was a melanin ravers flag because i remember seeing the group like walking around the festival and i was like oh my god i know those guys (laughs) but it is it's it really is an incredible community and i mean let's just hop right into that i'll I'll go right into my questions about that okay Okay. so can you talk a little bit about the group like what made you really want to start it and what has the response been like to starting melanin ravers um I initially started it as like something to do like on my little off time um because I didn't at the time I had so much going on so I was like I wasn't sure like how Melanie Ravers was even turned out so I was just like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it my best shot let's see what happens and a couple days later um because I at one point I had like 200 followers in one day and I ended up asking some people like hey can you help me out and I was like hey this is my goal this is like this is the reason why it's not for me because I have my own page, but I want to mm-hmm. continue to give a platform for other black ravers, not just, mm-hmm. you know, for myself because like, I already have my own page. This is for you guys. I want to give sure. everyone else a, a safe place and have representation because honestly, I wasn't too sure if, like I said, I wasn't too sure if it was even going to work out because I'm just like, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna follow Melon and Raver. It's like whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. and and on top of that too, it was seeing other festival pages that mm-hmm. you don't see any black ravers. Like there was like mostly white and like mm-hmm. there's a type. And I was like, this is not the at the time I was like, this is not really the niche for it. Like I'm just like, sure. I don't know. Like, let's see what happens. And next thing you know, it was just the outpour, like, oh my god, we got a page for us. Oh my god, oh my god. It's just like that thank you for creating this space for us and like oh my mm-hmm. god this is so amazing because you know there's other ones that look like me I'm not alone I can feel safe going out totally. and like oh wow we actually can go to these things it's like those concepts and it's like that what motivates me to keep my little ravers going because there was times where I felt so stressed and overwhelmed and mm-hmm. I was like I just can't do it and then like I put a bigger panties on and it's like okay <laughs> I gotta continue to get yeah. that platforms in them because it's such needed like I didn't really think it was like that huge mm-hmm. of a deal until like I got that, like the feedback from it and I'm just like holy crap like okay all right we're going keep, we going. keep going so that's kind of yeah like that. yeah that's so awesome and are you do you have a Facebook group as well or are you just on Instagram no we have we're basically on a lot of platforms we're mostly awesome. focused on uh, Instagram as far as posting and then we also have a 
Facebook group where Melanie and Ravis can come together and meet up, talk about discussions, things that matter to them and matter to us within our own community mm-hmm. um, and uplift each other. Like if they need some and meet up with others, like there's people who are like, I'm going to this festival, like let's meet up and or yeah. is there a Melanie and Ravis meet up? Cause I want to go and like, or, you know, they always want to find someone they can rave with and extend mm-hmm. their rave group. That's awesome. I feel like a big, a big theme for this year, like obviously because we don't have events right now too, is like community and just stressing building community and like being there for each other and having that space to still like talk about the things that we all love and have in common, even though we can't meet up with each other. So I feel like you are 100% fulfilling a need for people and creating a safe space for everybody to just like get together and have these conversations and like find your people. And I think it's absolutely amazing that you guys did that. Do you have any favorite stories or memories from people you've met through your page? Oh, I have so many. I truly (laughs) did. Like my, like just meeting up with anyone who noticed me in a crowd or they come to the meetups that we hold Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that stood out the most for me was when basically Melanie Raver helped me out and it was like the best memory because I was so stressed. It was for Ultra 2019 and okay. I was, it was like a whole crap storm that was happening and <laughs> she was, she was so like excited to meet me and I was like, Hey, so I don't think I'm gonna be able to go to Ultra. There's so much happening right now. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, you come in and stay with me and we're we're gonna go to Ultra. Don't worry about it. And like she and her wow. friend my friend, um, was like they basically made me feel so welcome, so loved. And I'm just like, This is what Plur is all about right here. Like you mm-hmm. come you stretch your neck out for another. And right. that one really like touched me and I that keeps me like dear to my heart because like she didn't have to like most neighbors just like yeah whatever like mm-hmm. see you next time and like she actually like no like you come and stay with me and like you don't right. have to worry about it like like let's rave together I want to meet you I want to meet you and um my really good memories is this meeting other Melanie Raver it's like yeah um the biggest meetup that we had I basically cried and it was at EDC Orlando 2019 and I was kind of like two minutes late to my meetup and I was like (laughs) and I had like there was like a a crowd of black ravers just sitting by the ferris wheel I'm just like walking up wow and I noticed one I was like so I guess you guys are waiting for me (laughs) and And it's like what and it ended up being like 40 people showing up all together and that's wow. the biggest meetup and just to have that that connection and it solidify everything that Melanie Ray has been working hard for is just the constant meetups and like the vibe mm-hmm. and like having that that safe place where you feel like you know you're safe to rave and you don't feel like you're going to be targeted or you could feel right. like you don't feel uncomfortable like no like we got you sure that's basically like at the end of the day we got you. Like I yep. carry Melanie Ravers on my back all the time. Like that's I, amazing. I had to lose sleep. I lost sleep <laughs> when I first started Melanie Ravers because I was literally up at wee hours in the night going to festivals, um, pages like EDC, Ezu, Lost Lands, mm-hmm. whatever festival that I could find. I was going through their follower list, and if I saw a black raver, oh. I would follow. So as in, in the wee hours oh, yeah. of the night, that was me. Like, <laughs> was like hey can I post you like hey can I post you and then they say no here we are 
Yeah. Guys, that's how you do it. Anybody listening, like there's a huge aspect, not to get into it, but like there's a huge aspect of social media too, in general, that's like about being proactive. I think a lot of people feel unheard or or unseen on social media, but a lot of it is like, it can't be passive because you will get buried in everything. So it's incredible that you like went out there and you, you just found people who would be a great fit. So that's awesome. I love that you did that. And I, I have to touch on what you said too, because with ultra, I feel like this is the only community where that situation happens, where like you just feel comfortable. Cause even if, even if you know them a little bit, they're still a stranger, but you're just like, we all want the same thing. We all want to go away, have a great time, enjoy the festival together. And it's like, not even a question, like, sure, I'll stay with you. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, thank you for like sticking your net out for me. Like, and you could like, people be like, oh, you know, go somewhere else or like go back home see you next time but like mm-hmm. I feel like it's important especially I mean in the rave community like you have to look out for each other like even outside outside of the EDM community like you still gotta look out for each other like right. point period like there's for people sure. that's gonna be in need and like they you know can't fend for themselves like so you gotta come out and like you know stand up and be there yeah Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, so I do want to ask you too, because I feel like now is an interesting time to have this conversation because it's been a few months since June with the murder of George Floyd. And when we saw, obviously not just in the EDM community, but brands across the board, different pages saying like, okay, like we haven't been embracing diversity. Like we're going to change that and we're going to make a difference, whether it's like in our workforce, representation on our feed and things like that. And I feel like it's been a couple months now. So it's, I've personally been quietly watching to see if people have actually like stayed true to their word and are actually showing like a diverse range of people in this community. But I want to just ask you what your experience has been like the past few months and how you feel like the EDM community has responded to everything that's been going on. It's, it is a very touchy subject. Obviously mm-hmm. for both sides, it kind of angers one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the rape community, I noticed that some people are showing their true colors. I'm not even gonna lie. They're showing mm-hmm. their true colors and showing that they kind of just don't care for equality. They don't care about what's happening within the black community and what's been going for going on for years and years and years. This is nothing new. This is not something right. that, you know, just pop out of nowhere. Like, okay, yeah, you know, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we've been speaking about it for such a very long time. And we're kind of this we're just done talking about it. Like we're just like, we need to see some change. We need to see action. And yes, there's a lot of brands that have been called out for not showing representation. Um mm-hmm. or like they kind of you know, do something that's, you know, shut us up and then keep going back to whatever, what, what sells for them. And I just feel like there's still need work to be done within the EDM community, especially with Ray fashion brands. There are some that actually, Mm -hmm. I noticed that actually did change. There's some that I feel, I personally feel like they started to, but then they like, okay, this is a little, not really doing, yeah, it fell off Mm -hmm. or it wasn't like getting them the results they they wish they had and like so I noticed that like there was some that was working with a lot of black creators and then they kind of like fell back and it's like yeah you know like uh, and then like they got called out again and and again and Mm -hmm. again and again it's just like yep if you're going to show that you are for diversity you're here for equality you're here for um that's for representation for all genders shape sizes and color and race you know you gotta stand by that that's don't like that's don't put a band-aid on it like do the work do the work and I feel like a lot of them are starting to get there they kind of trying to understand like okay yeah we're 
we're not doing what we said we're gonna do. Let's like change it up. Let's put it at full like full speed. Yeah. And there's some that's at a standstill. And it's like, okay, so are you really? It makes me as a as a content creator make me think like, are you actually here for think like you know diversity, mm-hmm. or are you just like are you just looking to sell something like? And right. I at this point, I kind of just start working with brands that actually go and get go with my idea like that mm-hmm. represents me and like they're like our ideas match like I'm here to show like I'm doing it for the curvy girls I'm doing it for the dark skin girls I'm doing it for like my whole black community and yep. if you don't see it how I see it I don't want to work with you I don't want to put my money towards you or my time right. and my energy because I'd rather show I'd rather show support to a one a black owned brand or a, mm-hmm. a brand that is a, a, a true ally like Rolina Couture like I can't yeah, say she's amazing. Like, she's <laughs> for equality and that's a brand I will forever cherish. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them that's like that. And like Rolita is the one I know that will go in mm-hmm. all day. She's amazing. Day. And like, she's like, no, we're not having that. She's not one of those people that, one of those brands that's like, oh, I'm just posting just to be like, I'm, I'm here. Get my quota and like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm here, but I'm not really, I don't really care. Like, I'm just here to, like, like for sure, not be, like, on your bad side. I don't want to be on the Black community bad side, but it's just, like, a lot of them are, like, <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're not really true to their word. It's just, like, for sure. Like, I, yeah, so I prefer to, like, to rep brands that's either within the Black community or who actually su- truly support the Black community. For sure. No, and I, I, I wanted to ask you that too, because I know I spoke to one of my friends who said that around June, she started to get contacted a lot more um, to represent different brands and some of them fell off. And she brought up that question to me. She was like, I have to question them and be like, are you actually being genuine? Do you really want to work with me as a creator? Or are you only aware of like a few black women in this community? And that's why you're touching base with me. And the thing I said, something similar to what you said. And I was like, well, if they know your content, like, did they name a piece of content they, you did? Do they know you? Do they know what you're about? Like if they're clearly showing they like you for you and they want to work with you, I think that's great. But if it's kind of like a throwaway, it feels like it's a copy and pasted, you know, statement to you and they just want to send you something, then you kind of have to go with your gut feeling. But that's what I wanted to ask you. Cause I, I did notice that I noticed a few rave brands were proactive some of them put posts out there being like hey tag your favorite black creators let us know who's out there so we know who to work with um so that gives me more people to follow but I was curious about that like how you felt if you felt like brands were being um genuine and just like how to suss that out you know yeah um I'm still like on the fence I'm I'm one of those who likes to give chances and I've been hoping and praying that a lot of what's going on like not just with the Black Lives Matter, it's just like mm-hmm. with you know, the Black community itself, like especially when a lot of our Black ravers are shopping at these brands who don't really care about this because it's a, mm-hmm. it's a brand that you know they know oh so well, and they like sometimes they are hoping to be featured, they are hoping to have a collab, they're hoping to be a model for them, like official right. model. They're doing all of this work and spending all of their money, and like that's for them to make a sale off for you. Like, is this like, yeah. is are you actually here for my skin color, or are you just here for a sale? Like, just like mm-hmm. be honest with me, so I can tell you no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. No, I feel you, and I appreciate you being honest and like sharing all of your fe- feelings about that because I know um, it's been an extremely, extremely tough year. But I hope that 
I do hope that people are true to their word and I do hope that there is change and we do see a difference. Um, we're watching, I'm watching quietly. So everybody put your money like where your mouth is and be, be smart, right? Like definitely be active, right. be smart, put your like money towards companies like Rolita Couture or people who actually, you know, are genuine in their intentions. I think that's a huge thing. But speaking of raving community and raving fashion for you, like what would you like to see more of in the rave and festival fashion scene? Um, <laughs> obviously more representation. I want to see more. I'm not trying to be, I don't know. I, <laughs> no you're good um, you're good <laughs> like I really like for me personally I prefer to see more curvy girls um mm-hmm. more brands working with they're kind of getting there but I wish I'm sorry but it's not that hard to make plus size I'm just I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it it's not that hard it's just a little bit extra fabric right right and like something like obviously something that caters more to plus size girls especially like girls who are even if they're like very thin they could be very like like a thin waist they could be really thick and curvy like Mm -hmm. I just want some more stuff that actually support especially for me because I'm a bit titty girl I need some support because I like I'm jumping around I don't want to be like knocking somebody out like you know what I mean that and like stuff that's comfortable a little bit more like yeah like like being comfortable is like my main thing. Like I can, if I have to go in like a plain bodysuit, that's mm-hmm. so be it's like if a two piece ain't gonna fit me that all that well, I'm not gonna wear it. Right. Uh, so like I just need that support. Like I don't need some straps sticking in my arms and my my back rolls and like mm-hmm. I just want to have something that's gonna be comfortable for me because we're not like there's not raver that's that's sitting in the crowd like sitting in the crowd and not jumping. Right. Like there's some there's ravers dancing around and jumping yep. around like. We just want some, like, I just want the representation, show some, like, some more, you know, not just Black ravers, but there's some beautiful, like, Latinos and uh, mm-hmm. Indian and, like, Native American. Like, there's so many beautiful people of color, like, they can work oh, with. Sure. And honestly, to be perfectly honest, I want to see more men rave wear, like, some I was just thinking that, too, like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, why not? Like, what, like. If you can make some bottles for a girl, like make some matching bottles for a guy, like right, <laughs> I don't right. Know, like I don't know how to sell or how to make clothes or anything like that, so I don't not go to automatically assume like it's not hard. Like, but I would yeah. love like to be able to have like a Ray Boo and uh, we match. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, like, that's these so guys true. Wear more than this like basketball shorts. <laughs> For sure. No, it is. It's true. And I was going to ask you too. I I didn't know if you had any interest in this at all, but yeah. Have you ever thought about like doing your own clothing or anything like that? I've thought about it so many times, even before I got into the rave scene, like making clothes, mainly because I didn't have anything that fit me, like the way that I wanted to fit. Or I wanted to learn how to at least like make alterations to stuff that I already bought. Right. Um, But um, I don't know how to sell, but I would love to like at least <laughs> work with companies to make a collaboration with them, maybe. Yeah. But like yep. actually making clothes, I have too much. I have so much on my hands that it would be impossible to start a rave uh, for brand. Sure. So yep. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Bill and Ravers for now. <laughs> a collaboration, though, we're putting that, we're manifesting that. That's put into the yeah. universe. So <laughs> that would be yeah, really, really fucking yeah, awesome. Like, yeah, that would be so dope. <laughs> I would love that. So okay, so let's talk rave fashion because you literally kill it in the game what how would you describe your style (laughs) i'm uh very comfortable being sexy 
Um, yeah. So I like the cleavage. I like showing the little braid booty. Like, um, I'm very like open with a lot of different styles. Um, but most of all, it's comfort. If I have the wrist, mm-hmm. a boot coming out, that's to look cute. Maybe <laughs> I'll just like pair it up with something else. Yeah, um, like, like a fishnet top or something. I'm very versatile. Like sometimes I want to go for a dark and sexy look, and then sometimes I want to be goofy and like very bright and vibrant. So like I always mm-hmm. like my, it's hard to like put a pin on what my style is actually is because it's sure. always changing. So like right. it, it just depends on my mood, like what I want to wear. So I do try to like for festivals, I kind of plan like a theme at least, like what I want to mm-hmm. do, um, and I kind of work around that. And um, if I'm doing something last minute, I kind of just go kind of basic, but like kind of flashy and I try to dress it up in some type of way. And like, I just go from there. Awesome. Do you have any favorite, like, where do you find festival fashion inspiration? Do you have favorite pages you follow or like websites, anything handles you like? Honestly? Oh my God. Um, give me Fleur. <laughs> I love her to death. Give oh, me yeah, Fleur. Yeah. I love her fashion. Like, even if it's something simple, the way that she dresses it up really like chef kisses. I would love her to them. Um, Corey, Corey Isles, I believe is her name. Corey, I yes. love, I love her. She's style. ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like looking at her. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. She's so ridiculous. When I met her in person, like, it was at Imagine Music Festival and I had just become familiar with her. And when I, I shit you not, like she shows up th- this day, she was kind of like an underwater theme. She had this long wavy yes, wig, this yes. crown. I was like, geez, cause you see it on Instagram and you're like, wow, that looks intricate. But when you see people in their rave outfits in person, you're just like, holy shit. She just goes to the right. nines. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corey, give me player. Um, I was actually like Candy Diva. Like I love her. She always she kind of have a mm. theme, like a pasta theme. I like mm-hmm. how she dresses stuff up there. Um, say I believe she changed her name, but Lena, say you're Lena. Like yeah, I love yeah. her, her her vibe. I love her. Like I just I, it's so many people because like yeah. I kind of like take little pieces of what they kind of put together and like put my own twist to it. Um, because obviously, like our styles are not going to be different, but they uh, they do inspire me a lot, especially to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. a little bit, like with certain outfits. And like, I'm really self conscious about my stomach, but now I don't really care. Like, if you see my stretch right. marks, you see my stretch marks. Oh well, it's whatever. <laughs> I feel good. I feel cute. I'm gonna wear yeah. it. But yeah, like they kind of give me that confidence, and like there's so there's so many, there's so yeah. many, especially my girl Chubby Webby Maria. She, um, yes. <laughs> she, I love her because she is a chubby girl. She's my little thickie. She's amazing. I call her my little thickie. <laughs> um, she's really hard. And, like, her style, too. Like, that kind of makes me more a little bit more, like, okay, I can wear this. And then my good sis, uh, Nia, Nia Smiles. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. me and her actually met at EDC Orlando. We both have um, the same body type. So, like, seeing what she puts together makes, okay, I can, I feel like I can, I can pull that out, too. Like, you know, so yeah. I think from everyone no matter who they are like if I see what they look like I'm like mm, you know what I want to try Into to this. like and they like, see yep. what I can pull yeah do you ever pull too? Cause I know I wanted to ask you about this. Um, sometimes people's obviously like musical tastes or interests influence how they dress too and I think you're a big hard style fan right? <laughs> I love hard style oh my god yes um, <laughs> Talk about it, please. I need to, this is the area I, people know I'm not as educated in. I try to, I try to dabble, but how did you get into hard style? Who are some of your favorite artists? 
It was actually funny because when I went to my first festival, because I'm so used to listening to like Calvin Harris and David Guetta, like going to the club mm-hmm. and hearing like those type of mixes. So when I went to right. BBC, like, because that's like my first ever show, festival, all that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too familiar with all the different styles of, of the subgenres of EDM. So right. like when I went, I think it was, I want to say it was, it could have been Wasteland. It could have been Base Con, uh, Base. Base Pod. Yeah. Thank you, Base Pod. And I don't know which one it was. And I was hearing that and it's like, mm, no. Like I went, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, thank you. I don't think I can do this. So then yeah. um, it's kind of like, it took me a while to kind of get to the, the motions of different um, mm-hmm. subgenres. Honestly, I think it was because somebody recommended the song, like a song to me, I can't even remember. It was a hardstyle song. I'm like, I like this. Like, I really like this. And then I remember Givy Plurra did like something on her story about how she's decided for um, the Wasteland stage at EDC. And she was like mm-hmm. showing me like Angerfish and uh, Lady Faith. I'm like, okay. So I started slowly getting into like, I was like, I was into house and like big room and like, mm-hmm. I got into dubstep and then like Hearthstone was kind of like the last one because like trans right. was kind of like they hit with a different like techno kind of like was like yes. So yeah. when I eventually got into Hearthstone, I'm just like, this is my home. This is my home. Right. This is my home. <laughs> this is where I belong. And so that's like, awesome. I, yeah. So and it, it was kind of funny because I didn't go to any of the wait like Hearthstone stages until uh 2000. 19 and I was like when EDC was super duper cold it was so windy mm-hmm. and wasteland oh, no. is kind of um kind of sheltered so like you're not as cold so I'm like people it's crowded in here let's go let's go and I'll end up going <laughs> to see radical redemption and I was like I'm having a time of my life here like oh my god yeah. the bass. I don't know what it is about hard style bass but it's like so intense so crazy yeah and then um I was just having such a fun time. I'm like, this is cool. This is great. And then I remember Wasteland was being promoted for California. I was like, I'm going. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Right. I want to listen to nothing but hard style. And I'm just going to have the time of my life. And like, I just been like adding like so much hard style music to my playlist. It's kind of sad because it scares people <laughs> when they get in my car because that's the first thing that's playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an acquired taste, but I feel like it depends. I mean, there's obviously like with, within hard dance, there's so many different subgenres, but same thing. I think if you kind of like get in the gateway and, you know, I listen to like Darren Styles a little bit because I feel like he's like an easy way in, but yeah. it's also to like your point, it also kind of is a different experience when you're actually seeing it live because when you walk by Wastelands, the pure like bass and like throbbing energy coming out of it, you're like, oh my God, it is. It's definitely a lot in your face, but how was, was Wasteland? I remember seeing that event. Is that like a two day festival or that was a one day? It's technically a rave when you go onto Insomniac website or whatever event page they have for you to buy Mm -hmm. tickets. They consider it a rave because it's at a nightclub for two days. So it's like basically Mm -hmm. like a a night out at a EDM event. So it's like it ended up at 12 or so. Like it was, but it was like so much music. It was so crazy. But yeah, it's more classified. I, I think they classify more of a rave versus the actual festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was two days. It was a Friday and a Saturday, and, or a Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But yeah, um, yeah, it was just more so like a rave. 
Yeah, and I, well, just because I could picture, because it's funny, like even, I mean, EDC is just so, such a big festival, but you do have your individual groups. And it is funny, like if somebody is like a, re- is really in, big into hard dance or hard style, I feel like that whole like aesthetic in itself is so cool and like badass. And like, if you were going to go to DEF CON or something like that, or some, like a festival that is like strictly or Lost Lands, like heavy bass music, I feel like that whole theme you could dress up as in itself versus going to like EDC, which is going to be more like plur yeah. and neon and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people all the time, especially my new, my new rave babies that I take with mm-hmm. me sometimes. I'm like, if there is a hard dance artist, you coming with me or are you going to get lost? Because I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, if I, that's kind of like one of my biggest regrets. And that's the reason why I went to Wasteland because mm. I only saw Radical Redemption at uh, the Wasteland stage. I'm just like, I kind of wish I went back, but you know, I was catering to other people and their styles and like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave them alone. So I was like, okay, let's enjoy it tonight. It's whatever. Let's go. But right. like after looking back at this, at like after the festival, looking back, I'm like, dang, I wish I went to more of the Wasteland, like listen to more hard dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so like going to going to Wasteland and meeting up with more hardstyle lovers like myself, and they kind of like educate me on the different like subgenres Stuff. of yeah of hard dance and like what like French core and raw style and all this stuff and it was such an amazing experience like to not have to worry about like oh I don't think this person gonna like this music because I was surrounded by a whole bunch of great like hard style lovers so it was really really mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. I mean, it, it it's just like such a cool. I don't know, just like a cool genre. I feel like it is something that people maybe it's not the first introduction into EDM. Like you kind of find your way into it, but the fans are so loyal and they just love it so much. So I, I don't know. I agree with you. I feel you on the spending more time there. I used to say to myself, I tried two years in 2018 and 2019. I was like, I'm going to make it a point to go to Wasteland and experience every single stage. And I missed it time and time again and then we didn't have EDC this year so I'm gonna be yeah. a point to finally yeah, see yeah you should come to Wasteland let's go to Wasteland I know well it was like because I'm not <laughs> as versed but isn't like Lil Texas he's a big hard style yes. artist like yes. hard dance artist bananas. I want to see him he's bananas <laughs> he actually was at Wasteland he wasn't performing but he ended up going because like it was a hard style like it did and then um Actually, I ended up becoming friends with one of them. He's more, I think he's based in California. And we became kind of Twitter buddies. And so, like, I, like if he's catching a set, I try to catch it. It's very That's hard awesome. because there's not so many hard dance um, live streams. They mostly mm-hmm. are coming out of the overseas. They're, like, based kind of have them, every, like, very randomly. But you can catch them. Like, DEF CON 1 had one. Um, Mystery Land had one. Q Dance. There's so many different ones and they constantly have in them, like constantly. So it's kind of like, it's very hard to like stay on top of like the hard dance live streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it was actually a fun time. Like there were so many of like artists there and they had like meet and greets and it was really cool. So it was like more like an intimate moment because it wasn't so big. It was at the, I can't remember where it was, but it was not a big venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they had that moment where they can like the artists can like come out and come and do like a meet and greet. So it was like really really cool. You don't nice. really get that much out of the festival because there's so many people, it's so crowded. Right. And right. like they like some people are just out of their minds. Like to be careful, <laughs> to be honest. Like some people are just yep. like it's just, it's just True. too much. Like so like some of them don't really have that much of a meetup that I've noticed. So yeah, yeah. it was really cool. Maybe we'll see a resurgence or not a resurgence, but I I know like car dance is a lot bigger. Like 
in Europe and things like that. Um, but we're seeing dubstep grow and we're seeing like, you know, excision drop his record label subsidia with over a hundred songs of like all types of bass music. So I feel like bass music is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the United States. So who knows? I mean, maybe hard style will be behind mm -hmm. it, but, um, yeah. okay. Last few questions for you. I wanted to ask too, cause I wanted to talk about content with you, of course, cause you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram. And I know a lot of people, people, yeah, people have been like asking questions about like, you know, right now all we can do is do at home photo shoots or create TikToks or like whatever we're going to do to celebrate the community and our interests. So how do you approach creating your content for your different pages? Um, <laughs> I just typically, I do it at random. I don't really, I don't, my thing is I don't like to plan my content. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense, like I plan what I'm wearing for like, or like that day or that moment. Cause sometimes I just get like an instant, instant inspiration and like oh I gotta do this right now or right. like especially when I have time or when like you know there's good sunlight it always depends on what's going on so like I on, like honestly I just pick something random now to do it and mm -hmm. I don't understand why to be perfectly <laughs> honest like why people like my TikToks because it's like no, like, I'm you like, have so I, much fun with them though <laughs> I do like I try to have so much fun with them and I don't like having my content feel forced and mm -hmm. feel unnatural like that's like when I make my TikToks I'm doing it in the moment I'm not doing it as a plan something because then I'm not unhappy I'm going to be unhappy with what I create so like I always right. try to do it at the spur of the moment when I have time when I get that inspiration and like mm -hmm. I just try to have fun with that I do like um random especially like my TikToks that I did today like it was just like I'm just gonna go ahead and do it like that's, yeah. that's, that's in the back <laughs> of my head and like so like it's always very random and so like I always try to express my actual self in my content so like mm -hmm. when you actually meet me in person like you understand like this is this is she's Same. not faking it this is who she is she's the hot mess <laughs> In person as well. <laughs> Definitely cool. not, like, but oh, you gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared. So like, this That's is your so preparation. Funny. My content, my my pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, this is exactly why I love doing this because like, like I'm not careful, but I, I like to pick certain people for doing this because I can just get a vibe off of them just throughout their content. And like, I'm always pleasantly surprised and everyone is, seems to be exactly who they are as they portray online. So that's always a pleasant surprise. But I also wanted to point out, I think you posted this week, were you doing a photo shoot with uh, Euphoric Ravewear? Yes. I saw your post. I yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> it was so amazing. Um, because I came across a page right when they first started. I was like, oh my God. They're like 20 minutes away from me. Like, I want to work with right. them so bad. And I like, I kind of like had it on my little list of people I want to work with. And I kind of started manifesting with brands that kind of like gave me that, not this yet. We're not looking for anybody this yet. Or, you know, mm -hmm. like apply and we'll get back to you type of thing. And it was like, right. I'm manifesting that I'm going to work with like either a bigger brand or in a smaller brand and this brand and that brand. So mm -hmm. they were one of mine. And I messaged them one, um, the, uh, like, Mm, I always say it was a month ago and like, hey, you guys are like right around the corner for me. Can I place an order and pick it up from you guys? If that's okay, that's cool. Like I wear a mask if I have to. Like, let's I really like plus I want to meet you guys. Like I want to see the face behind since you guys are so close. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, like like um she one of them was like, yeah, let's 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 meet up. I'll like, go ahead and get the outfit and we'll like meet up and we did and we instantly click. And then she messaged That's me awesome. like a couple of days later. She's like, hey, you want to be in part of this photo shoot? I was like, me? Me? She yeah. Was, yes. You know, it's like, 
<laughs> nice. It was really such a beautiful experience. Um, they, I always feel like kind of like anxious when I do photo shoots with mm -hmm. other people versus doing it at home in my own comfort zone. Um, right. And I'm always like, uh, is this like the hush and a pose? Like I'm like, <laughs> so they made me feel so comfortable. It was so much fun. It was like there's us girls just hanging out and it's like there's this mm -hmm. group photographer there. So I really enjoyed that photo shoot. It was really really cool. That's so awesome. I was gonna ask you that too. Yeah, because I feel like. I don't know, with this, within this community, right? Like we're just going along our day, we're making content we enjoy, we're posting things like that we have interest in and then these opportunities come up and like, I'm the same as you. I feel like I would be so nervous and anxious. So like, I don't know, like what goes into the prep for that? I mean, how, how can you prepare for a photo shoot like that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like it's easy to like try to talk to them before, like this, like mm -hmm. I, any type of person I work with, I at least want to get to like talk to them, get to know them a little bit better, kind of get mm -hmm. a vibe from them. Because if I feel like I'm going to be uncomfortable, I would just be like, I'm good. We're good. No, thank you. Right. And like, right. so like, that's where, where planning comes into play. Like when it comes to photo shoots like this, like it's not all like that great to like instantly do something with somebody and you don't know who they are. You don't know like mm -hmm. how they are as a person or how would they treat you. Or how right. like their business ethic is like you know like is the is that space that you're gonna enter would that be safe and would that be welcoming and would it be fun would it be sure. cool like we are you gonna be comfortable being yourself there like so like I always say like if you could like reach out to them just like get to know them get to see like their content especially their content um mm -hmm. get to know like talk to them if you could they like close like meet up in a public place and like get a vibe from them right. and then work yeah. with them. So, like, that's like my only biggest, like, advice is to, like, just contact them, get to know them a little bit. Even if it's just, like, their name and you're talking for, like, a good 10 minutes because mm -hmm. you you want to know who you're working with, you know? Right, right, yeah. And I think that will resonate, too, on camera if you feel, like, comfortable with the whole environment. That right. makes sense. All right, before I let you go, I wanted to ask um, two things. One, okay. what are, like, what are you the most excited about right now? Like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> um <laughs> well food no one's kidding um i guess like it gives like especially being such um a hard not just 2020 but 2019 has been such a hard time for me mm -hmm. um especially as a person who deals with depression and anxiety so like any moment that i open my eyes it's a blessing like because there's times mm -hmm. where you know it gets dark it gets really heavy and like that's when i take my steps back from social media and it's like i gotta regroup mm -hmm. And like, just to have that, just to know, like, I have another day to fight to be okay and fight to have a good day. That's mm -hmm. what kind of like gets me up and like, that's like, usually blasting some hard style usually gets me going. Like, it's <laughs> usually like blasting up in there, like, either like just a little bit or while I'm in the shower mm -hmm. or just getting ready or while I'm in the car or something. Like, something that makes me happy, like, try to keep around me. Um, right. Because, you know, who wants that vibe? Nobody wants that. So, like, I try to, like, like just knowing that I get to wake up and try again, especially mm -hmm. if I had like a bad day. I'm like, this is my moment to try again. Like I'm going to yep. attempt to see the positive things. Sometimes it is hard, especially for a person like me. It's, it's hard to always see right. the good in things, especially when I've been through so much stuff in my lifetime and like I've been around mm -hmm. for almost 30 years. But mm -hmm. um, Same. <laughs> it's like I've been through so much that, yeah. you know, like 
now most things kind of like roll off your back and like okay mm-hmm. I'm not gonna dwell on this I'm gonna keep going forward and so like I suggest to anybody who's listening and watching this like if you're having a bad day just remember tomorrow's a new day mm-hmm. and you, that's your chance to do something good even if it's for yourself or someone else a complete stranger because mm-hmm. karma do come back so like I try to do this mm-hmm. little good things in the world and there's there's like fight to be okay I know it's hard to like to yeah. like it's kind of I don't know how mm-hmm. to describe it like, it's like some people it's some people don't want to hear that like it's right right it's like it's and also I always want to say it's okay to not be okay like but you will be okay like just keep going yeah. just mm-hmm. keep going and just keep fighting like keep going and keep fighting and eventually you'll get there because yeah. I had my little setbacks and that's the only thing I had keep that keeps me up and going it's like okay you know I well it will be a new day and then I'll end up talking to a raver about god knows what and then like we will <laughs> show our laugh or I see a meme and then I'm just laughing in my day mm-hmm. good. like do whatever you need to do to be okay and then remember yep. there's going to be a new day it, so you can start all over you got to start over every day that's mm-hmm. all that matters like let's keep going let's keep going I love that no literally literally the perfect way to end I mean I completely agree with you and that like even just given this year if it's taught me anything it's that like how quickly your mood can change from day to day and it it really is unreal and I say the same thing you do I'm like tomorrow I will wake up and you get to try it all over again 100% because you just don't know and you don't know what's going to be thrown at you during the day that can you know steer you off course but as long as you just do what you do need to do to get through the day go easy on yourself on the days when you like just feel like you can't get through it because you might wake up tomorrow out of nowhere feeling like the most energized you've ever felt and you can get after right. it the next day so it's just it's been a bizarre time yeah <laughs> but i appreciate you saying that out, yeah if you gotta cry it out scream it out throw mm-hmm. something i mean do it safely don't aim it at nobody please yeah. don't um <laughs> find healthy ways to express your anger like even with me I'm still trying to find my ways of doing it but yeah. if you gotta if you gotta throw your own little rave to feel better like go ahead uh-huh. and do whatever you need to do to be better like and yep and be okay like trust me it's gonna be hard it's always gonna be hard but it, like eventually it'll get better it'll get eventually get better music definitely helps too I agree with you on oh, that um <laughs> I'm just pulling up questions here so uh, well, actually, I wanted to ask you really quickly. I know like it's very much up in the air with next year and stuff like that, but did you have tickets to any events next year that you're hoping to attend? Um, I still have my ticket for EDC Las Vegas. Um, I never, at the time, it was like, I know it's going to be hard to try to get one. So like, as much as I could have used that money, I was just like, I'm, I, I'm still going to go. Like, whenever they're yep. going to have it, I'm going to go, like, no matter what. <laughs> I, EDC is my first festival, so I consider that festival to be home. And it's like, mm-hmm. I want to go back home. Like, I want to go back and, like, experience, Same. like, what EDC is all, it, what it's all about um, and get back to where I started from, like, my little rave journey. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, my only festival that I actually still have, like, tickets for. But I really hope okay. and pray that I can go to, like, Wasteland. Um, I was going to go to, what is the Daylight? It's, like, the new festival that's happening, but they got sold out. Oh, um, yeah. I got yep. the waiting list. Yeah. Um, I really hoping by next summer I can go to DEFCON 1. That's like my, Ooh. that's my bucket list. That's my bucket okay. list. Okay. Yep. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling, tw- I'm feeling international festivals for 2021. So. <laughs> that's for sure. Like if I, if, 
I can just fly out. I I would just go to an international festival. The flights mm-hmm. are going to be disgustingly expensive, but I rather because <laughs> they, they they're cheaper overseas versus here in, in, yeah. in America. So I if I can just fly out, if I'm if they let us fly out, I would just go to festivals overseas if I have to. Like even if it's Same. just one, it's just like I'm gonna go. Yep. I'm, I want to go because they're. Their uh, culture is different from ours. Like we're like they're kind of like low, mm-hmm. like low key. Especially like the fashion is very low key. Mm-hmm. We're up there like basically half naked. So, <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, the vibes from what I see, the vibes are basically still the same. But like, is this the culture? Is this a little different? Mm-hmm. No, I I agree with you. I think that's the game plan across the board. And like a festival like that too would probably like fulfill your need because that's like a mecca of all festivals but thank you so so much for doing this today before i let you go plug plug all your stuff where can everybody connect with you all right all right first and foremost please follow melina ravers on instagram that's that's a given please Mm -hmm. uh you can follow me on instagram and tiktok under uh gaia snell g-a-e-a it's like it's right n-e-l-l-e or you can follow me on Twitter where you can see all the hot mess that I am at Monsters Lover. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically where you can find me on all this little social media platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you seriously so much for doing this. Everybody else listening, hang tight. I will be back in just a second with EDM News. Alrighty, you guys, I am back to wrap up this episode. First off, Huge thank you to Rena. She was amazing. I loved her energy. I was like pumped that whole time. Uh, her story is amazing. And I think she just, even how we ended that conversation, like radiates positivity and growth and just is herself. She's authentic. She's genuine. She's the person you see online as she is like when you meet her. And I think her message is incredible. So I hope that today's episode lifted your spirits. And I hope you guys really enjoyed that please go give her a follow, show her some love on all her pages, her TikTok, everything. Um, I think she's amazing and I can't wait to meet her in person one day. So we also continue the conversation, you guys. I do uh, a 10 question lightning round with every single guest that comes on. It's not in the podcast. You have to go to our YouTube channel, Rave Culture Cast Clips to see the bonus clips and that will be out the day after the podcast. So Go check that out. She and I had continued the conversation. It was really fun doing those lightning round questions with her. So get pumped for that. Um, Okay, I'm going to jump into EDM news here, you guys. And then I have some really good song of the week recommendations. So you want to stick around for that. Um, But I do want to start off on a bit of a heavier note because this was some news that sort of like rocked the entire dubstep and EDM community. Um, and that was the uh, the news of the passing of Cookie Monster. Uh, his name is Tony Cook. He is a dubstep pioneer legend who passed away, unfortunately, on October 2nd at the age of 31 years old. When I read this, like I wasn't as familiar of his music. I knew the name, though. And then I saw all of these artists obviously tweeting out their condolences and their shared memories of him and everything like that. And I know all of his fans were like absolutely heartbroken um honestly 2020 truly the absolute worst like you can't even explain some of these tragedies that happened so my heart personally goes out to him his family his friends his fans anyone who has been affected by this tragedy um the EDM community lost a good one and I there's just kind of 
nothing really to say. He will be remembered by his music and being a genuinely amazing person. And we have that and that legacy that he left behind. So I just wanted to pass along my condolences for that. Uh, Everything, honestly, after this just feels so like light and fluffy compared to news like that. But I'm just going to tell you what's going on in the world, in the EDM world. Um, Some festival news for you guys. Uh, A lot of you might know Envision Festival, which honestly intrigues me a lot. It happens in Costa Rica, usually in February. They are one of the first festivals to announce their return in 2022. I, want to, I was going to say, is this surprising? It's not surprising. Hopefully this doesn't become the trend. I think we're going to have to wait and see. But they are going to be celebrating their 10-year anniversary of the festival. For those of you guys who don't know, Envision is like a really transformative event. It's very much on the side of like it's arts and wellness and well-being and community-driven. And it's very like involved in nature because it partially happens on the beach. So it's a very big transformative festival that obviously has music as well. Um, and they're very sustainable and eco-friendly. So really cool event. Honestly, I feel like I should go to this because everyone who goes says that it's like a completely transformative experience. So anyway, they will be back in 2022. You can sign up on their website for um, like ad- getting news first and getting ticket sales first. Um, the other news, Electric Zoo dropped their lineup early. Phase one of their lineup. It is straight fire. <laughs> I did an entire video on this on my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis, um, reviewing the entire lineup. And there are so many hidden gems on there. So definitely feel free to check that out. Um, tickets, I believe, are on sale already. I know I'm selling through Pollen, three-day GA, VIP, and platinum tickets. So feel free to DM me if you want those. Um, Ultra Taiwan was announced and is currently happening uh, November 14th. It's a one-day event, one-stage event. Um, Taiwan, I was reading, has been almost COVID free since April. They pretty much like shut their borders and weren't letting anybody in and blocking access to the country. And so as of right now, it's happening. I'm sure there's going to be health and safety guidelines, but it really isn't like detailed yet. So it's just really a weird time to be alive. I don't know how anybody else feels, but just seeing how it's handled in different countries, in different states in different cities like it just feels like a crapshoot and it just completely depends upon where you live and what the covid situation is like there so who knows but lucky for anybody who gets to attend that the lineup is sick what else do we have um in other news we saw the announcement of boo orlando which is very interesting and i'm following this closely basically it was the event being teased as in like one of the first festivals back in the United States because I think Florida is in like phase three of reopening. They're in their own world, like doing their own thing. Honestly, I I don't even think they care about COVID at this point. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a live in-person, probably limited capacity event. So that's a Halloween event in Orlando, guys. Stay tuned for that. Insomniac posted an Instagram post about it. In other news in New Jersey, um, Elements Festival has also been putting on events throughout this time. They've been all outdoor events, limited capacity. And I think most of them were in Pennsylvania and they were camping festivals. But I was just looking into the details. They're doing the Meadow of Lost Souls and it's in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, which is not that far from me. Um, It's Halloween weekend, the 30th and 31st. There is a whole list of like COVID pre-testing you have to do. And then you are tested with a rapid test upon arriving there. It's a max of 500 people to the event. So tickets have not gone on sale yet, but that is going to be happening. I'm on the fence. 
I thought it was going to be in Pennsylvania, so I just completely ignored the post. But now that I know that it's in New Jersey, I don't know, fam. If I can score a ticket to it, maybe I'll go do that and just like see what it's like, tell you guys about the experience, vlog the whole thing. Who knows? Halloween's my favorite holiday, so I would love to go to a show on Halloween. Um, And then last two things, space in Miami, which is an iconic venue for techno and house lovers. I mean, it's huge for EDM fans. It has reopened. Um, Pretty strict safety guidelines, though. It's obviously limited capacity. There is no dance floor. It's set up like a day club where it's all um, tables. So they're all separated, which still fine. The decor and everything like that is crazy. I also read there's an 11 p.m. curfew. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's what I heard. And mandatory masks, of course. Um, And then they have hand sanitizing stations, all that fun stuff. So that sounds amazing. And lastly, I wanted to announce um, if any of you guys had tickets or were interested, Hotel Elsewhere was unfortunately canceled. Um, This happens in Florida, but they basically just said because of the current state of COVID, they decided to cancel the event in Orlando and refund all ticket purchases, purchasers. Um, And yeah, they just value the love of the community and they want to put the safety of the community, friends and family first. So very interesting dynamic how that's in Orlando and that's getting canceled. And then you have Boo Orlando over here moving forward. Weird. I don't know what's happening anymore. (laughs) Okay. uh, Lastly, you guys, my songs of the week. So this week I've been listening to some freaking bangers. I seriously have been on a kick. I honestly have to shout out Shirley Delgado really quickly because she did a video on her YouTube channel with... um, her recommendations like songs of the month and two of these were from that video and she was so on point so the first one is the song deep end by john summit a lot of you may know this already it was like i think it was like the longest running single on beatport at number one this summer it's the perfect house track it's perfect the baseline is amazing the lyrics are incredibly catchy you can shuffle to it. You can dance to it. I've been grooving in my car, like just on repeat nonstop. And it's just one of those tracks that's like infectious and addictive. I don't want to compare it to Losing It by Fisher, but you know how that popped off and you like listen to it a billion times when it first came out. That's the song for me now. So go listen to Deep End by John Summit. The next one I want to recommend is Griffin's new remix. I was so excited about this when he announced it because he hasn't really done remixes in a while. And that's how I first fell in love with Griffin because he used to kill it on SoundCloud with his remixes. So he did the song You Broke Me First. Um, It's amazing. It's a beautiful, soulful track. We'll put you in your feels. Everything you would expect out of a Griffin remix. And then lastly, uh, I have a song from Dead Mouse, his song Pomegranate. But this is the Jay Robinson remix. Again, this was a Shirley recommendation. Bitch. It is so filthy. The drop in this is so good. My wig is snatched. I swear to God, like this song makes me want to party. It makes me want to go to the club. It makes me want to like just act like a bad bitch. Like it is so good. And just like the remix element of it. He just killed it. Jay Robinson killed it. Um, Listen to the whole thing. The drop towards the end of it is filthy. I love it. It's just perfect to like, it makes you want to party. That's all I'll say. It will make you want to party. So again, that's Pomegranate. By Dead Mouse, the Jay Robinson remix. Whoo, you guys, I'm out of breath. We are at the end of the episode here. Thank you all so much for hanging with me. Thank you to Rena for coming on today's episode. Again, follow her, Gaia XNL and at Melanin Ravers. And of course, you guys can all always, I can't talk, always follow along with us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. 
Full episodes, if you want to watch the interviews, are available on youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. And don't forget to send in Listener of the Week nominations and submissions for what Plur means to you. I cannot wait to read all of your emails, you guys, and all of the amazing stories that you send in. So very much looking forward to that. And of course, don't forget to shop the merch line. I'm so excited about it. I've been sleeping in the medium size t-shirt every single night. I love it. My beanie is the best thing ever. So I'm so excited about that being out. Oh, and of course, hello. Lastly, you guys can join the Facebook group community, Rave Culture Cast community. It's amazing. There are conversations happening there every single day. Like it's been so awesome to see the friendship starting to form in there. So that is always open if you guys want to join the Facebook group community. And lastly, I said lastly twice and lastly, lastly, uh, the biggest thing you guys can do to support this podcast is to tell somebody about it. Screenshot this and make it your Instagram stories. Send a link to your friend. Tag an artist in this that you would like me to interview. Like all of those things really, really add up. Write a review on iTunes. Like you have no idea how much that means to like a small creator. So thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Stay happy and healthy and enjoy your Wednesday, you guys. Bye guys. (laughs) 